Welcome to the second episode of Breaking Bud, a podcast where we explore and navigate the world of cannabis, including the industry, culture, wellness, law, history, representation, social justice, and science. At Breaking Bud, we understand we are a newer generation that is ushering ourselves into an industry with a complex history. With this in mind, we are working to understand our privilege as we enter this industry during the 2020s, while fighting to normalize this beautiful green plant and elevate underrepresented voices that made this industry what it is today. My name is Nyla Patrick, and I am the host for Breaking Bud by Cannabis at USC. I'm also accompanied by my co-host and producer, Max Thors. Today, we are joined by the one and only bad mother puffer, Tyler Ray Edwards. Whoop, whoop, the baddest mother puffer. You know, you got to add that, Max. <laughs> the baddest mother puffer in the world. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming all this way. Oh, thank you, Nyla. And thank you, Max, for having me. And man, that was a hot mother puffer intro right there, Nyla. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you are in the right profession, okay? Because with the smooth it. voice. That's all. Ooh-wee. You can call my phone anytime, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate of it. Of course. So just to get us started here, I want to hear about your first experience with cannabis. Well, my first experience with cannabis, man, if, if you want to take it back, you know, back to when I was 17, maybe 16 years old, um, I actually, my parents, you know, they smoked. I'm gonna just put that out there. I mean, it's not a, a secret anymore. They kept it secret from us, but um, we all, we knew what they were doing. And um, I moved to California uh, the end of my sophomore year. And I was like, noticing that everyone smoked out here <laughs> and before where I came from which was Vegas I wasn't really like into it then um so when I came out here and everyone was smoking and I was like okay well maybe it's not like so bad you know mm -hmm. and um of course though like I did not want to smoke with like all the kids and stuff because I'm like I don't want to smoke just because everyone's smoking like mm -hmm. I want to know what this is really about you know what I mean so I actually approached my younger brother who I knew smoked and I just went to him and I was like and I knew he was smoking um, because I smelt it and I was like let me see what this is about because <laughs> I just don't understand like if my parents do it and you know kids at school are doing it um, was I like missing something? Like, was I taught something wrong? You know what I mean? So, and my brother's doing it. So I'm like, let me uh, see what this is about. So I smoked with him and um, I did get elevated. And then I just went directly to my mom's room, laid right next to her. And I was like, mom, I completely understand now. I, I get why you do this. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she was like on the phone with her, her coworker at the time. And then I was like, I'm high. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. And she's like telling her coworker, she's like, I have to call you back. And then she yelled at my younger brother and she's like, Taryn, get in here. 
and stop getting your sister high. <laughs> and then I was like, what? Like, I get this. Like, I get why. It's, it's just, you know, I understand. It's, it's soothing. It's healing. It's um, connecting you to, like, your inner self. You know what I'm saying? If you want to look more in a spiritual direction, you know, like, it really opened up my third eye in a sense where I was just like, I get it. Like, I get that this was placed here on this earth to heal you know what i'm saying and it's a natural plant that grows from the ground and um, i just had like more of a connection with it that just opened up my eyes to everything would you say that it changed you and your perspective on certain things oh yeah i had a revelation up in that motherfucker okay i was like because honestly i hate to say it but um when i was in vegas and i went to school out there i actually was like big in the dare program and like won the essay where you oh, write wow. an essay and like You're about why you would stay yeah yeah i was like really doing the most and um i would always say like for the instance in the essay i said something along the lines that like my parents would do it and i was um disappointed in that you know what i mean but it's sad that I was even thinking that because of the naiveness like they taught wrong you know and so now I'm thinking that it's a bad thing and also with my parents like trying to hide that from me instead of just being truthful about it or finding ways to have conversations with me about it um, for me to know like the truth behind it like that's just all that it was to me too it was just like a sense of betrayal because I like to learn you know what I mean and I I don't like to be taught the wrong way of things and so when I kind of discovered that that's what that was I was like how dare you keep (laughs) this secret from me and you know like why why would they gatekeeping you know and and my I just I just wish that my parents were more open um but you know ever since that we opened up to them they opened more up to us and um it was more of an accepting thing and we did it as a family and it really like brought our family closer together and it made me not have to go out to other places or whatever you know we didn't have like people going to dispensaries at that time right. so like you don't know who you're getting it from you know what I mean so I, and I just wasn't that type of kid you know what I mean so I didn't want to like I didn't trust nobody you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I just trusted my family mm-hmm. and I re- I'm glad and grateful and really blessed to have that experience to have it just within the home you know right that's something that's kind of unique I feel like yeah 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 for me especially and um it was also good because my mom had a rec card Mm -hmm. and so like we never smoked terrible weed like ever well since i started smoking weed like i never had to experience like smoking reggie or (laughs) you know what i mean so it's very like a grateful thing that i appreciate i've always appreciated you know smoking top shelf or whatever and at that time it was like not that expensive you know so (laughs) so you said pretty much your relationship with weed was like a love at first sight i guess to use it like that way Mm -hmm. how long did it take you to realize that you wanted to work in the industry oh not that long i um immediately wanted to work in this space like once i discovered that it was um something that was beneficial 
to mm-hmm. people who really relied on something like this, um, you know, nat- natural plant-based medicine. Right. And so, um, you know, the thing about me is I always went to performing arts schools. So I always thought that I was just going to be like an actress and, you know, I didn't really have to like work real jobs, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, um, like I didn't want to have like the typical story where you are a server or a waitress or whatever. And then you're like fighting for your actor's dream then like that way. I wanted to be a bud tender you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and then like elevate through the space that way and show how cannabis fuels my creativity to be this actress or this different character that you you may see you know um it it just like highlights all of my talents in that way so i wanted to like kind of eventually integrate it um it was just kind of weird because as an actress you know and in that space navigating through that space like actors for some reason don't want to be seen as stoners or you know they don't want to have that stigma on them because they're prestigious or whatever like they are have an image but it's funny because all people in entertainment smoke (laughs) it's what fuels them you know and so um it was very like it, it just troubled me because I was like why are we staying silent about something that's a lifestyle something that's positive it's medicine exactly so um I couldn't like be myself in that actor space and um I was tired of living like a double type life you know what I mean yeah so I just was like let me fuse it um I can always showcase my talent because my talent I carry it with me wherever I go so I could make anything into a movie if I want. I could make my life into a movie if I wanted to. You know what I mean? So, like, why not do it that way? Like, why not just go through the space, navigate through the cannabis industry as I want? Um, I'm passionate about the plant and what it does uh, for other people, especially at that time when I was a bud tender and I was working pre-ICO and it was more of a patient thing. Mm -hmm. And so you cared about these patients, you know what I mean? Like the relationships with these people, you know what they like, you know what helps them, um, you know their ailments. Like, you know, it's like it went really deep for me. So to be there um, through like the prohibition era and we're still going through it but like kind of before it and then at the start of legalization it was like really a crazy experience um because you you just see the shift and you see the passion like leave you know what i mean like because corporate is taking over and like federal i mean not federal but you know just like this crazy cannabis yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. so you you lose that and and um i kind of wanted to still be community based like i didn't want to fall into a trap of you know working for the white man of this cannabis space like what the free when it was built off uh-huh. the the backs of so, black and brown people right. and so like I felt like there was a need, like a desperate need to show the representation. And 
I was like, let me just put myself out there as my actress self Mm -hmm. and make content as a black woman (laughs) and show you that there's black people like me who are out there using this plant as a lifestyle. And, you know, this is the authenticity that truly is, you know what I mean? Not what the it's like painting to be or whatever, you know, it's not the white man's picture. Like this is still going through what I see, you know what I'm saying? For our space, our community, you know, but you have to be like the change for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to constantly be making your marks and, and stepping forward in the space to make that vision that you see like come true. And so it was just kind of crazy. It's mind boggling for me to think that like, I've just been a part of this, you know, growing progression thing yeah but i'm like dang can we get more progression (laughs) that's what i need you know what i mean was there like a certain point or like event that made you realize that the cannabis industry was sort of like going into like soulless corporate avenues big pharma energy oh yeah um there was uh wow you guys like i wish you were there during these times but um, which you were, you were live, yeah. and, and but you just weren't aware. But there was these times where there was like sessions, right? And there were like underground sessions, you know, where all these, you know, companies would meet up, and it would be kind of like a market type of thing. And it was, I'm not gonna lie, it's, it was ghetto sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But like, it was just alive, and like the community was all there, and these were all the people who were like really making their marks like becoming real companies you know what i'm saying like they were going through the whole legalization thing too so you see the you know the evolution of these people and beings and like our community just getting better getting stronger however like the also with that opportunity for us it means it's opportunity for them as well and they got the money to make it happen you know what i'm saying they got the skin tone to make it happen you know what i'm saying like so it was just yeah there was a big moment and change where like lots of sessions were happening lots of companies were you know evolving but then some companies didn't make it you know what i'm saying um and yeah i just i really like couldn't be a part of you know like the dispensary life anymore either in that sense because i'm like no this is changing you know it's not about the patients anymore they don't care about john LaBeouf. i'm sorry <laughs> you know it's a, it's a dollar now yeah. you know and like the the weed was getting expensive <laughs> they was taxing that mother puffer right. up the woodwork you know so I was just like, oh no, let me just really focus my attention and energy on being like a change that needs to be seen. Like, where are the black folks? I love that. Where are the black folks, you know, at Amen. the time? So, and still, where are the black folks? Cause I need more. Like, right. where are we? I need like all of y'all mother puffers to get up in here. You know what I'm saying? Because we, for sure, black and brown people need to take advantage of this opportunity because it was stripped away from people like us you know i'm saying like um you know black people are what 3.73 
times more likely to be arrested for cannabis crimes than than white people you know so it's just like for me to even have this opportunity in the space I don't take it for granted at all because there's a woman who looks just like me who's probably locked up in in jail for this there's a man who you know shares my same skin who is probably locked up in there you know so um it's just like a crazy crazy (laughs) mind-boggling thing to navigate but um definitely something you don't want to take it for granted but you do want to take advantage because it's it's us like you know i mean we gotta elevate us for sure 100 percent. this can impact especially a black person or just a person of color long term in terms of job and rental application issues oh yeah it can completely turn around their life you can't get um assistance you know what i'm saying you can't get food stamps you can't you know get any type of benefits um so most definitely like it's something that definitely affects our communities right you know and it's sad to see that you know there's people in prison for having a small amount of weed when there's these now like i mentioned cannabros which are like Mm -hmm. the chads of the cannabis Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. they're able to like make so much money and now we have these social equity brands and black owned brands that are struggling to like to even get a piece of that to flow exactly you know and especially i'm glad you touched on the social equity programs because first of all why do we gotta have social equity programs you know what I'm saying? If you really think about it, why are we so, is it so, uh, you know, unequal? Inequality is just at such a high to where we need social equity right. programs. We need to rely to on them. That we need yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. We don't get the same access. We don't have the same, you know, like that's why it's so important for us to be knowledgeable too. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you could take that as far as, you know access you know what i'm saying but you have to be you have to know about it you know what i'm saying but what is it some unfortunately black folks you know brown people like we don't read you know what i'm saying or we don't want to strive for the knowledge to know things like and that's why you know there's people out there in the space now who are making sure that education is a part of the content you know what i'm saying so black people and brown people can know first of all their rights second of all um you know just the laws period you know third of all just you gotta know stuff regardless of anything just just try to learn as much as possible because they're gonna try and take advantage of you just not knowing something like you being naive to to the fact that you could actually have a piece of this you know but because of the oppression for so long you feel like you can't even get a taste of what that is you know what i'm saying but just all that being it's like we kind of have to come more together as a people work a little bit harder you know we always got to work 10 times harder right you know but like if we come together more too and share that knowledge that maybe another has like we can be stronger as a people and as a community you know but yeah the social equity programs you know i'm i'm glad that we have them Mm -hmm. but they don't give those programs enough money enough funding you know and they do that on purpose 
Like, do yeah. you see? Like, it's all to just keep us down no matter what. They're like, we just gonna give y'all a little drip drop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we not gonna give you the whole sip, okay? <laughs> a sip is gonna get you too hydrated. Then you're gonna think you're gonna get, get the whole cup. And I, I'll be damned if you get my whole cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have just been such a huge advocate for the black community um, as soon as I stepped forth with having a voice online because I felt like that was super important. Yeah. Like, if you're going to see my black skin, you're going to hear my black voice. And my black you know thoughts saying? and make room exactly. for them. Yeah. But my, thankfully for my audience, though, they don't mind. Like, they don't care. Like, no I, don't think, I don't think anybody has ever combated me. Like, you've, you get a few like, you know, white folks who are like, oh, but I, but then you make your points and they vanish. So it doesn't matter, like, because they're not really for you anyways. But it's been very few, you know what I mean? Most of my non-black audience don't give a puff if I'm, you know, talking about black issues, as they shouldn't, because who are they to say? They're but it's not, it, it doesn't make them uncomfortable, I guess is what I, I'm, I wanna say. I've only had, like, a few, a few moments in this whole long journey of me being online where where white people have combated me, which is good because they don't want to come to the baddest mother puffer and talk in my DMs because I shut that down real, real quick. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because people think I would, sh I would like get on them because of the stereotype of a black woman. Like, oh, oh she gonna, you know, she don't play, da, da, da. No, it's just that I, I'm very much so like confident in in what I believe in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're not going to, you know, deter me away from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not at all. Like, I'm gonna speak up. I'm like one of very few black people who gets this moment to say something, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna say something, you know? So I've, ha I've called out lots of companies before um, for appropriation, for racism, for, you know, like you're where you're non-inclusive like you know what i'm saying like what's going on you know if they want to work with me i gotta see where black people fit into that brand or that that story and does that represent us yeah. in a truthful manner and that's mm -hmm. what it is too like you always want to be true to yourself in this space especially if you are black you know because they want to strip you from what whatever that is, you know, right. so. So actually, I want to talk a bit about your music and sort of how that relates to wellness, because I saw on your Instagram, I love that song you did talking about like Unity of Black Girls. Yeah, yes. that was great. I'm so glad that caught your eye, Max. And yes, that was just, again, you know my mission. You already know why I'm in this mother puffer. You know, I have to show that representation. I have to not only be that representation for myself, but I want to also inspire and uplift and bring in and elevate other black women in that same sense. You know what I mean? Like mm. there should be no reason why I'm getting these things or whatever it may be, whatever you think that you're seeing on, on the internet that you feel Nyla, I could have that too. I could do that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever that is to you, that I bring to you, I want to bring you to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so um, for a moment, it wasn't like happening through cannabis and content. You know what I mean? It wasn't like 
happening um, physically here in the LA community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, how else can I reach? You know, reach people with this message mm -hmm. because I feel like it's not be it's not happening. And if it is happening, it's like I'm not receiving that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So let me seek out that energy. You know, you call out the energy that you want mm -hmm. to see and receive. You know what I mean? So I made a song, um, not only about uplifting Black women, but just the community in general. That's why it's called One Love. One love, spark it up. Because cannabis connects you anyways. Cannabis is something that connects you to the heart, you yeah. know? And everyone has a heart. Like, I don't care if you say you're the coldest, soulless person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, something or someone can touch you at the heart. And for, for the most time and for our community, it's cannabis. So, um, you know, just kind of going back to why it was special for me and black women is because um, it was kind of a message not only to myself, you know, um, but it was also like a message to me saying that this is the loving energy that I want you to put out going forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want you to call out to other black women who might need to see that, you know, like, cause I've also gone through a lot of crazy, you know, internal stuff, like as a black woman, you know? So if there's another woman who's experiencing that and we can even just take color out of it, just a woman in general becoming a woman, you know what I mean? Like I really want to highlight, pick yourself up. You're a queen. If your crown is tilted, I'm going to fix that for you. Cause I see you because I, I was you, I am you, okay? Like, and so that's really what it was. Like, you know, I, I say a line, too many black queens put each other down. Set aside your differences and come together now. Take care of one another, fix each other's crowns. Cause at the end of the day, we all share common ground. And if you listen to the queen that's inside of you, your light will shine bright just like the sun and the moon. Now take a puff if you feel the vibration. <laughs> Roll another up and put it in rotation, period. Because so I, just, I just like, just smoke to it. Just smoke to it, queen. Mm -hmm. and, and let the cannabis connect you there. Yeah. Let it fuel you. Let it take you forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's another part about the wellness where you say where I connect with the wellness. I say you got to meditate, get your mind right, medicate, elevate, and never hate. Communicate and then show appreciation to a neighbor, to a stranger, a friend. So that means like that's anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, elevate yourself and elevate another. You know what I'm saying? Meditate on that. Sit on that thought. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that you're going through in life or combating or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. You could be combating yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you got to get your mind right. That's beautiful. You know, you can't throw out hatred. You never know what someone else is going through. They probably went through what you have gone through in life um, they're probably going through something completely different 
And then also, like, you have to understand, like, your blessings are not someone else's blessings and someone else's blessings are not your blessings. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even if they seem to have a different life than you, um, just based off what you think you know about that person or what knowledge you think you have on that person, you don't know another human being for real. You know what I'm saying? Comparison's a thief of joy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you can find that joy just by owning who you are. You know what I'm saying? Understand your intrinsic value. Yes. Don't take away from that other person's joy or whatever is happening to them. Okay? Like, you just... You gonna shoot yourself in the foot if you keep making those comparisons. So instead of like women comparing themselves to each other, like just see that woman for who she is and uplift that woman in what she does. And if you don't agree with what that woman does, then you don't have to like you don't have to throw out hatred. You don't have to spew negative energy towards that woman. You know what I'm saying? And that's something even I had to go through, you Mm -hmm. know, on both ends of it. Like, why am I over here hating on somebody who I don't even know for real? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't service my life. It doesn't fuel my dreams or anything. Instead, it's probably bringing my own dreams down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're pulling back from the positive energy that you could be putting forward to fueling your own stuff to probably be like that woman in which you see yourself in like oh I see I could have that you know so it's like you it's just crazy like when you go through a lot of different life experiences and you're working with people in like a space like this you will like find yourself going through that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and I, I think the answer is just love you know so that's what that that song is about like one love spark it up it's about the cannabis it's about the joy and the happiness of this life that we're living i'm not gonna judge your life don't judge my life cannabis is a lifestyle and if we agree on that and you know like i'm looking at nyla black woman to black woman i want to make sure that you understand how powerful you are Okay, it's not just how it's not just me up here in a light of things taking all that power. You know what I'm saying? Taking all that light, taking all that glory. No. You also could have that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you could also achieve that. You also walk in that yourself. Did you like did you know that? Do you know Sometimes. that you are highly favored and just glorified in the walk that you walk every day? Like Sometimes. That's you that's your light. That's every day. But you have to like, you have to connect with that, you know? And sometimes it's hard to connect with that every day. Just like you said, sometimes you feel that way. But sometimes too, it takes a person like me to say, hey, I see you today, queen. I see you every day, you're doing your thing, you know? You might feel low today, but I'm gonna just fix that crown of yours. I'm gonna tilt it and hold it up straight because I see a queen right here. You know what I'm saying? So I just like get emotional sometimes about that because like also I am a Libra. Me too. And we're emotional, but we're also like, we're logical too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think like we fight through that emotion by saying, how can we love a little bit more? You know what I'm saying? How can we like, 
how can we show what our message is more you know like that's what I strive for you know but also I just hope to inspire like I want to inspire young people I want to inspire people who could be like like unsure you know what I mean like don't be unsure you know just do it because honestly anything goes anyways like you said like I've integrated music into this Who's doing that for real? You know what I'm saying? Like we all know Wiz Khalifa, you know, Cushion uh-huh. OJ. Mm-hmm. But like, who's really like dedicating like stoner anthems and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, you could do anything. <laughs> I got, I went viral off of doing parodies of you know just other songs or other videos. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you could, the sky's the limit. You can, like, if you have an idea, just go for it and push to that idea, making it happen. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, this whole podcast started off with an idea. I fully agree with and that. And now we just sit in here. Okay. Right. Like, come on now. <laughs> it first came up because you came up with the name Breaking Butt. Yeah. It's See? like breaking bread, but we're so yeah. different. We, and we did break that mother puffer down. I need to get to my dad too, cause these mother puffers got me on one. <sighs> Talk me about like my passions and my, and my mother puffers. <laughs> no, honestly, I am like one of those more truer um, influencers, I guess you could say, just because like um, my following is genuine. You know, like I really worked to gain that following and the trust of my mother puffas like they know that i'm not going to steer them wrong because any real one would know that this cannabis space is is changing you know what i mean and like the people who are real to it and true to it all they're gonna want to stick with that they're gonna want to stick with what's real they're gonna want to stick with what's authentic and what resonates with them you know what i mean they they we all know the fluff that's being thrown in our face you know what i'm saying some people yeah we'll probably pay attention to it only for a short period of time you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so most definitely you know if you if you come to my page at all like, you know that you're getting 100% authenticity. Give your Instagram a shout out. Yes. All your pages. Y'all mother puffers know you can puff with me at Tyler Therapy on Instagram. Um, I'm also on YouTube at Tyler Therapy. And um, you guys can also look me up at Bad Mother Puffa on Instagram and Bad Mother Puffa on all streaming platforms as far as music goes because I be puffing tough with my Afro puffs and I am the baddest mother puffer in the mother puffing game. You know the name, Tyler Therapy. (laughs) Come on, put it on your paper. I love that. But yeah. Oh, this is a crazy, crazy uh, space. Y'all mother puffers are definitely in for it. Like, and I think that um, just as long as you have like a true mission and don't lose sight of why you're doing it all, you know what I mean? Because the industry is going to keep changing. Yeah. It's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing. They're going to change the rules to this mother puffer for I don't know how long. Okay. It's going to be no time soon where you like will feel safe (laughs) in this space you know it's gonna be interesting to see when other 
industries kind of catch up and catch along. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for you as a black woman who is a cannabis influencer, there's some been some roadblocks. There's definitely been roadblocks. Most definitely. Like, you know, once upon a time, I couldn't even shout that Instagram out to you mother puffers because they disabled my ass. Can I cuss on you? They yeah. got yeah. my black ass. <laughs> they got me. Okay. Now, <clears throat> it was a very like sad moment because I just had hit 10K and everyone knew how hard it was for me to get to 10K as a black woman. Right. <laughs> because we can't just get up online, look cute and smoke. And, and then that's the, that's it. That's the post. We can't do that. Yeah. We have to wow folks for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Always, like you said, like work 10, ten times ten, harder. 10 times harder. But it's okay because do I want to just hop on screen and just look cute and just smoke? No. You're more than that. Thank you. I'll, and we are more than that. The industry yeah. is more than that. You know, I'm like, I was like, what kind of content is this? This ain't content. I think, I think, you know? I'd, yeah, I'd put it like I'd rather have like let's say five thousand people that really believe in what that I'm offering and enjoy what I have to offer than like fifty thousand that are just there. There, like, just, just there. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like that's what I mean by my following too. Like it's so real that I could tell all my mother puffers like y'all don't don't puff with this company because they don't post black people ever mm-hmm. on their page. And they will not puff with that company. Like, period. That's amazing. You know? And those are the people who I need to listen to real issues. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that means they care, they're listening, they're understanding, and they're right along with me on the journey. They're like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Were you going to say something? For me, it gets back to what you said earlier about community. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a real thing with a meaning. It's Mm -hmm. not just a list of people that like your posts. Exactly. Exactly. So I just couldn't go with with that type of content. I was like, no, let me bring something to the table. Okay? But, you know, it's in honestly, it's, I feel like it's done me better. Like there's not a moment where I would think, "Oh, I wish I could just go to um, dummy down my content to just looking cute and smoking." Like, there's more that I can bring to the table. Like, I need to make sure you guys are educated on why I do this, on how I do this, on my position as a black woman, as a black mother in this space. And I, I, communi- I mean, I consume cannabis and I communicate that with my child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these are real examples. You know what I'm saying? These are like real, if you want to use the term, influences you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like and i thought influence was like you influence somebody or like to be something or do something or be a better version of them correct me if i'm wrong i don't know like or maybe it's just influencing somebody to do something i don't know but i would hope that it would be for something that's positive you know i'm I'm not telling y'all just go buy this Right. <laughs> like, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you why you should choose this company over every other company 
because they're not racist. They don't culture appropriate. They donate to, you know, Last Prisoner Project. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This company has ethics because I have morals and ethics. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm telling y'all. You know, I'm like, those are the things that I look for. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to share with my following. I might say that you're influencing social change. Yeah. You're influencing the culture, social change, all that. Yeah. Like, like a truer lifestyle. And that's, and that's cool. If that's what an influencer, if that's what y'all want to say that I am, okay. But it's more than like, even with that mission, like it's more than just, I'm going to throw this piece of clothing on and look cute and say that I'm an influencer you know mm-hmm. and then tag the product no like no <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why the product is good intention i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say why you should probably be consuming this way instead of that way you know what i mean it's not gonna be like over consumption video either like mm-hmm. i couldn't stand those because i'm like what are you guys showing for real and also you have to remember i'm an actress so i wanted to see like real live commercials for this like that's how you normalize it like you see i walked in here today with with cannabis jewelry you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that's normalizing it it's so regular that it's in your face but you're probably like oh yeah that was a cannabis leaf you know what i'm saying like i wanted the content to be in your face like commercials that you see on tv but instead we're getting like what are we getting (laughs) what was we getting y'all just like cute chicks smoking and uh, uh, smoking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? And then that shows that we're like, we don't do much as as stoners, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they already look down on stoner. You know, you're not showing like a true productive stoner lifestyle. You know, like, come on, this is cannabis at usc right these let's change the narrative these motherfuckers made a whole club okay <laughs> like yeah. this is what we need and that's why i was like oh y'all want to do a podcast sure i'm i'm up for that because that's what i'm into like that's what we need the younger people to push and as long as we're moving forward in that sense and having like both sides of the spectrum you know like Y'all motherfuckers gonna be good. You wouldn't. You're not gonna allow them to bully you. They're they're not gonna bully you into certain things of acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Like you could use your voice more, especially with social media. You know, like then you know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of um, people who advocate for black people, for cannabis, for mothers, for women. You know what I'm saying? And it, they're all in cannabis. You know, you have to go and want to follow those people. Like, you have to go and find those people and see what they're really doing, you know, instead of the mainstream people in which is just pushed in your face because that's not, like, progressive. You know what I mean? I I hear you. I think there's something to be said about the quality of content from someone that you find from having to look for them versus someone who just shoved in your face. Exactly. Exactly. And that's so true. And, you know, my, my stuff you would have to dig me up. You really would. But now it's just easier to go viral, you know? 
you just have to keep doing stuff you have to keep posting like one of your things is gonna go viral I've, you know I think like TikTok just changed the whole game with the way that algorithm is. Mm-hmm. It's just completely fucking insane. Mm-hmm. It's, but, uh, it's insane, but it's also a good thing. Like insane in a good way. Yeah, because like, man, TikTok, y'all motherfuckers, let me tell you about my journey on TikTok, okay? Oh God, I can't stand TikTok. I don't give a puff about them motherfuckers and I'm gonna say it. I don't think they care about black they don't people care. either. Yeah. They don't care about me saying it. So I'm going to say it too. Puff you. You don't give a puff about me. I don't give a puff about you, TikTok. <laughs> Did you hear about the thing with the Nicki Minaj event last month? No. So they had a Black History Month event with Nicki Minaj. And apparently like 5% of the people they invited were actually black. <gasps> That's sad. And that was an official TikTok thing? Yeah, it was by TikTok. This was literally last month. That's some BS. And see, I didn't, I probably didn't care about it. I haven't cared about TikTok in a long time. And it's sad because we used to have a great relationship. You know, TikTok made me go viral a few times, you know. Gave some good, good views back in my day of TikTok. (laughs) First of all, let me just say, I was on TikTok at a great time. I was on TikTok before it went viral um, during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I got in there like, man. (laughs) And I didn't know what to do on there. Um, I just like, there were some videos where I was talking shit. And there were some videos where I was doing 18 million different voices. Like, I do a British accent too. So sometimes I bust into voices and I was doing like a viral video that way. And then they thought I was like 10 different people. So that went viral. And so I was going viral for like different things. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, I almost got to 100K on there. I was like at 88K. And... I just, I had a good run, man. They finally got me because I have some um, cannabis earrings <laughs> that look like joints. And I got away with that a few times on TikTok, but this very time they were not having it. And uh, it was nothing. Like, it was just yeah. a joke. It was a cannamom joke. And they was like, you know what? We had it with your black ass. First of all, we had it with black people, okay? Because they don't puff with black people. They take down black people's content. They like constantly silence black content creators. So, um, and I think during that time they were taking down a lot of people's uh, accounts. Yeah. So yeah. So they definitely got me because they're like, you doing cannabis and you black? Get her. Like you know, and you talk about like mom smoking? Oh yeah, get her get her for sure honestly the worst part of it is that it was during summer 2020 yeah like yeah how toned it was really bad during black lives matter yeah they that was also you know actually during that time i didn't know um i was like off of tiktok for a little bit but i guess they were like protesting tiktok like black people were Mm -hmm. and then like i had posted during a time like i guess we were supposed to be in strike and so like I got a lot of like attention because I was talking about black issues and they're like this is the only black person talking right now (laughs) so follow her so yeah I I do owe TikTok like a lot of the reason why I went viral a lot of different times Uh, uh, my most viral video on TikTok was the video where I have a blunt crown 
and um, it was a transition video where I, you know, go from one look to the next. And so um, I went viral for that because everyone was like, didn't know if it was real blunts or not. So that was like the conversation in the mm. comments. And um, that made, were they real? No, they weren't real. It was actually made by a super talented artist, a black woman. She goes by Sweet Chiba Baby Art, and she does a lot of my um, accessories. And they are so good that they look realistic. And, you know, that's why, you know, one of my videos that it got my whole account. But it also got a whole lot of people talking in, mm. in that particular one. So um, not only did I gain a lot of followers from that, but she also gained a lot of followers from that, as she that's rightfully cool. should. And so I was just You're just living by your mission. Yeah, I was happy for that. You know, she didn't pay me for that. You know what I mean? Like... And she don't got to, you don't got to pay me sweet cheaper. I got you, girl. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just one of those things where like she gave me an iconic piece that is unforgettable. Like everyone knows that I have a blunt crown. I wear it at a lot of different events. And so that was like so iconic that everybody in my neighborhood ended up knowing who I was. I went to the beauty supply the next day and the girl and this guy working at the beauty supply was like, oh my God, you're the girl who had the blunt crown. That's cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a good run, but... Yep, now I'm just not puffing with TikTok because it's they make it impossible for black people to thrive on the app. And especially if you are someone like me who is going to continue to advocate for the benefits of plant medicine, like cannabis. Like, I normalize it. I'm going to wear jewelry that, yeah. you know, has cannabis leaves. <laughs> like, I'm going to talk about being a cannamom. Um, you know, I'm going to have it in my songs. You know what I mean? Like... And that's just how it goes. Like, and I'll do the content the way I see fit then in that sense. Cause like, just like with the actor's world, like you're gonna see me, you're gonna see me show up to events with looking like this, you know what I'm saying? Like wearing my jewelry, like, like peacefully and proudly advocating for cannabis, showing you that how a bad mother puffer does it period. Cause can't nobody do it better than me. <laughs> period. It's unfortunate cause TikTok has kind of been a hub for activism and normalization, and cannabis could have had a really could have had a great gr- shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if the word could have gotten out on TikTok, like, but that's the problem. They don't want the word to get out. They don't want y'all mother pubs to know that you could actually smoke a joint for your anxiety and not take these pills and be a pill popper animal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they need you to be ill mm-hmm. okay and they don't want you to know that cannabis heals so they're like man that's like a part of the war on drugs like yeah, they keep this information away on purpose and they keep people down like me you know what i'm saying they keep like educators down you know what i'm saying like uh for instance the cannabis cutie i'm gonna tell y'all mother puppets to pub with my girl uh tammy because her page i love her page has yeah. gotten deleted i don't know how many times and all she do is be spreading information knowledge that so, mother puppets could read that they could just go and pick up and read but they don't they don't want to or they don't want you to know that the sources are out there so what do people do? They get online. They try to make videos about it. But then what does the internet do? They censor it. 
They don't want you to know the truth. And that's how I was feeling when I was young. They didn't want me to know the truth, okay? They told me, write this dare essay and win medals for stuff that don't even make sense. Wow, this conversation's coming full circle. You know, like, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you've taught us so much. You've brought so much love and great energy. Thank you so much for coming today, Tyler. You've been a blessing. I, I had to come. It was like meeting you guys was really um, a calling mm-hmm. that I've been wanting to actually tap into. Um, you know, I definitely want to share my knowledge, my expertise. I want to be that person that you could come to for advice. You know, mm-hmm. like my followers are at 18K, but my DMs are still open. Like I still answer questions that people need insight to you know what i'm saying and it's because like especially black folks we don't trust these people we don't trust these mother puffers so what are we gonna do we gonna go to the person who we trust who are like us who are like hey i know i know that you've been through some stuff can you tell me like this and that and this and that and yeah like i don't mind because again we need more of us you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like what am i doing here standing up here alone you know what I'm saying? That don't make sense. But I'm I want to say too on record, I'm not alone. Like there's so many black people, brown people, lat- latinx people that y'all motherfuckers don't know about or are unaware of and it's because a lot of the time they don't want y'all to know the real ones like that. You know what I'm saying? So you do have to do your part and seek out these trailblazers of the space, you know, because it's important. Know who these people are, know who is really out there hitting the ground running. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, y'all are bringing me to the podcast. Yes, because you have to know who's going to really show up. You know what I'm saying? who is really out there hitting their marks and who's out there just kind of like faking the funk, you know what I'm saying? Floating through cyberspace. Like, oh, I just know that it's it's legal at this time, so I'm gonna just get my passes on, but you're not advocating for nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Don't even call me an influencer. Just call me an advocate and an advocate who spits hot fire. Period. <laughs> I think there's something so exciting to being in a space where you get to make the rules because pretty much nowhere else in the world you get to feel that other than when you're like alone exactly exactly and that is it's kind of like it's a lot of pressure a lot of weight to carry a lot on my back but it is kind of liberating to know like i'm right here on the cusp of prohibition and making a change and being that proactive change like being a black woman standing in these spaces where you can see faces like mine you know so that's why never do i take these opportunities again for granted i want you guys to come to me and feel safe you know i'm saying and understand like i'm looking out for y'all like because i'm also looking i'm looking out for me too but i also need y'all to to understand like it's y'all that build that help build this community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't do that by myself. And I right. wouldn't want to do that by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So yes, please, like anything y'all motherfuckers need, just hit me up. You know what I'm saying? And um, like again, I'm gonna plug y'all into people who you need to know. Like, I mean, your next guest should be Tammy. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I just I enjoyed being here talking to you guys. You know, if you guys need me to come down and you know instruct some seminars or some like some on you know doing a content creation or making reels or something like getting a job in the space you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that'd be amazing thank you so much for uh, meeting up with us it was a really great and insightful conversation but unfortunately we have to wrap so i want to just reiterate like this is really great conversation and i think you offer a great perspective of the industry i want to thank danvo from steezy and artec for getting us the studio and i want to thank the rest of cannabis at usc for being there with us and really advocating for cannabis education and have a great day stay yes. tuned everyone please subscribe to breaking bud leave us a review and maybe a comment on what you might what you might want to see in future episodes bye y'all